And now, on with the show. So you just opened it up fresh out of the pack last night then? No, nah, this one I'd watched a few times already. Oh, okay. I don't believe. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. This is Weekend Watch, uh, the show where we mostly sometimes talk about things you should check out on uh, streaming currently. Sometimes we do other stuff. Today's one of those days. But uh, like normal, uh, I'm here, Spencer, uh, also here with Keith. Hey. And David. I'm far more excited to be here with Keith than Spencer. Yeah, that's right. I should kick you, kick you right from the channel. <laughs> Just disconnect him. We'll go on without him. <laughs> 10 minute ban. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, we had such a fun time uh, well, a few we- a few months ago where we did our Star Wars special episode. Yeah, so fun. I figured it would be a cool thing to take a little break from our normal format and discuss another film franchise. Uh, so this week, what we're going to do is dive into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, as there are currently like 23 something movies, something like that, uh, movies in the MCU, we're not going to cover them all today. We're just going to focus on phase one. Uh, so that consists of Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, uh, Thor, Captain America, and the Avengers. So we uh, all took time out of our busy schedules to rewatch these uh, first six movies. Um, and just uh we want to talk about them we want to talk about one of our favorite franchises because the mcu is definitely up there for me um you know with star wars it has been absolutely fantastic they've just inundated us with with all of these fantastic properties uh and it's just been a wild ride and it's only been 13 years since iron man one came out only i mean that's what i was gonna say is i am massively invested in it because i've been watching for 13 years because i started watching from the very beginning and i i know that it can be a chore for some to think about diving into this but to those people i implore you especially with disney plus and the ease of access of most of these movies i will say because definitely not all of them are on there but you have access to most of these films go watch them whether it's in chronological or phase order it doesn't matter these are great films it's a lot of fun to watch yeah so, uh, and I think only three of them really are not streaming on Disney Plus, um, both Spider-Man's and, and the Incredible the Hulk. Incredible Hulk, yeah. Uh, the and Incredible we Hulk. Be, we should be getting Spider-Man on Netflix. I know they made a deal with Sony, and I think there's been rumors that Disney's been trying to make a deal with Sony to get them on Disney Plus as well, but that's more of a long shot. We know that they will eventually be on Netflix for, for us as well. Yeah, so that's something else to look forward to. So, uh, Universal owns the right to rights to the Hulk, but we'll I get to just, that. I was just going to mention that. I was going to say they just need to make their deal with Universal and get that up somewhere. No, I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, Universal, I think Paramount, do they own Paramount? Yeah. I don't know. It might end up on Paramount Plus. Um, so it'll be somewhere at some point, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a fucking fortune teller. <laughs> uh so why don't we jump in? Let's talk about phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, let's kick off with Iron Man. We're, we're going to go in chronological order this time, not quite like what we did with Star Wars. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Iron Man. 
Well, well, you guys, Iron Man, what's the deal with Iron Man? What is the deal with this guy, Tony Stark? Yeah, uh, Iron Man is probably, for being the first one in the MCU, it it holds so much uh, loftiness in this entire fucking series. This was an incredible movie. It set the standard for what we were going to see throughout the entire uh, MCU, and... Uh, the casting was phenomenal. the The story was engaging, and I I mean it. This is this is probably in my top five. I, I'm gonna have to make a list by the time we're all done with all of this. But this is probably in my top five out of MCU because this movie is so fucking good. I I love this one a lot. I mean, and it really kind of uh, it kicked off something a little different, right? So we had all these superhero movies, a few superhero movies anyway, beforehand, you know, some of the X-Men franchise, um, the horrible Fantastic Four, um, you know, the sta- the one-offs, the the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man 2, uh, where they didn't have any kind of connection, right? This right. was the first time where they're promising us that, you know, if this goes well and people are like Iron Man, that they're planning on doing, you know, they weren't hiding the fact that they were planning on working to an Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, and the Avengers weren't as well known, especially because of the films as, you know, X-Men and the other super groups. Um, so that was really a bold undertaking, frankly, like doing something like that, not just being saying, Oh, we're going to start out. This is the Avengers and here's everybody. It's, it's these origin stories and giving each hero their own focus and, and going from there. Oh, we had sequels before we even got to the Avengers, you know, we, right. I, Iron Man two came before that. Like we were, we were developing a lot of story to build up to this bigger overarching story, which then had spaced out movies that like the, the planning that these movies started, this first phase started uh, is interesting. And I know David and I were talking a bit about it this morning and, you know, they, they did have a, a certain amount of foresight, but they also had, watching some of these again, they they didn't quite capture everything moving on. You know, I always love to talk up John Favreau and, and Kevin Fage for coming back and, and picking up on intricacies that they laid out early on. And there are some holes in this one still. And I, I they're not done, though. I'm hoping we might get some of these filled eventually. Well, what are you thinking of specifically? Specifically, um, from what's Iron his name? Man. Oh, from Iron Man. Uh, no, I, I'm talking about Phase One. In oh, general. just overall. From, okay. Yeah. From yeah I, had, Man, I have one in in mind as well. Let's see if we're thinking of the same thing. It's in a different yeah. movie, though. Yeah. From Iron Man. Uh, no, they did a great job doing that, and I think because it was so closely tied to. But this was a Paramount as well. It wasn't even Disney yet, was it? No, this was. Uh, yeah, this was still under. Yeah, the old it, Paramount was the release was the yeah the publisher Distrib- distributor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But Disney they, Disney didn't come in until after Phase One. Yeah, they, they definitely latched on to this film for sure to to drive the continuity and not the one that came out a month later. Yeah, and I think what made this first one stick so hard is the Iron Man story is they they had to adapt it right to to make it. Uh, fit into present day. Uh, what was it? Two thousand eight, present day, at least. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, it, and it just happened to be uh, super convenient that Tony Stark is an arms manufacturer, and America is just constantly at war. So that 
that worked out nicely. Yeah, it does fit pretty well. well. Like that, that would line up most places, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, when are um, we going to set it? It has to be sometime that we were at war. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that just narrows our window down so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I like you said earlier, the the casting was just stellar. Jeff Bridges coming in coming in as Obadiah Stane, he he is malevolent um, and uh, kind of a perfect uh, villain in this movie, and it's a great setup, a fantastic your, launching off point. Yeah, your best friend, the bad guy, like he did a really good job at that. Um, and I mean, if not, he, he he's arguably one of the best cast out of the entire MCU of RDJ as Tony Stark. He. It changed his life. It changed. It changed a lot of lives. As him being Iron Man, like that is a big fucking deal. So yeah, this it, it it's no question why this one took the helm and and really drove. Like I said, that continuity of of storytelling because it was so well rounded and so well done. Anything else you guys picked up on watch rewatching it? Because um, for me. Uh, one thing that really stood out was that the the terrorist group that that kidnaps him at the beginning of the movie is called the Ten Rings, and we're supposed to be getting Shang Chi and the Ten Ring and, and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming up. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of a really long payoff. You know, thirteen, fourteen years later, we're finally getting a payoff for 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 that Ten yeah. Rings uh, Easter egg, I guess. Yeah, and it gives me hope for some of these others that we'll, we'll get around to talking about that. I'm hoping to see come around again too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, our first introduction to, uh, agent Coulson, right? That was Who nice. A, a loved character throughout, throughout MCU for sure. Uh, also it ushered in the era of the end of the after credit scene. Yeah. yeah and it took them a minute, uh, to really get it right. <laughs> You know, you you watch these later MCU films and they're fucking great. They might give you a little extra one at the end of the the cinematic credits. You get a little tidbit, and then at the end of the rolled credits, you get a even bigger like bombshell uh, yeah. that that's taking you like a couple of movies past this one. Um, so they really honed that skill in, and you could tell that it was not in their wheel, like fully in their wheelhouse to, they didn't know what to reveal in some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think in one of these movies, it was even just like a preview for the Avengers. It wasn't even. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. The end of Captain America. Yeah. They they dropped in that Avengers preview. There was a scene right before that, but anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that, that really caught my attention was, uh, Tony Stark takes a selfie with, with somebody He's like, this better not, end up on your myspace page <laughs> yeah it's like, it's oh like God, man this is 2008 for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's it that's what i had on iron man you guys have any other notes anything else you want to touch on um not really it's a great movie still even yeah. after all this time it's still one of my favorites the other oh you know what the other thing that that really stands out to me is the fact that at the end it really you know up until iron man the trope that i don't think had really been broken at all was that you know this is a secret identity and then at the right. end of the movie tony stark's like you know what i am iron man to the whole world i think that sets the sets the tone for the mcu going forward definitely it's, it's it's a line that they reuse with him in very important ways later on too it's, that's very true yeah very very true and 
yeah, we'll talk about that much later. But yeah, that that was it was a big deal to end on that note, you know. Yeah. Uh, with Tony Stark kind of fumbling over his words, and then he's just like, you know what, fuck it, and that that's so Tony Stark t- style as well to just say fuck you to the man and 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 I'm going to I'm just going to do this like he couldn't have a secret identity anyway he's Tony fucking Stark yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> suck it Bruce Wayne <laughs> <laughs> All right let's move on uh the next movie to come out like you said was very shortly after Iron Man released and that was Universal's The Incredible Hulk um I'm very glad that they made this movie because the Ang Lee version that came out like 5 years before was god awful yeah, it was 2003. There was no we way that still... that was going to fit into the MCU. Yeah. Like, just erase it and move on. Yeah. Um, this the one. CGI was terrible at that. Oh, it was awful. So, yeah. Um, this one is not an origin story, unlike Iron Man. This one, you get the origin story in the opening credits uh, after you just assume that, okay, well, now we're smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, Bruce Banner is already on the run. Everything has already gone down that made him the Incredible Hulk, and he is now hiding out from the man. Yeah, you get some flashbacks of of his gamma radiation. You get some talk about what was actually going on from from Thunderbolt, like speaking in in the past tense of what he was having uh, Banner work on and what Banner thought he was working on. So you get tidbits of an origin, but you're it, it's not a full blown origin story, and. Um, Edward Norton as as Bruce Banner was was pretty damn good. I've I've got to say I was really upset when we learned a, a couple of years or a year or so later that he wouldn't be rejoining the cast to to be in the Avengers. Like that was um, one of those things where I was like, oh well, I, this sucks already. Like yeah, that I I was fully the end of it. That. Yeah, like you're, you're gonna take Hindsight's Edward Norton. Out. I guess. Fuck you. Like, yeah, pretty pessimistic <laughs> about about that. But something and especially that... the announcement of Mark Ruffalo, where it's just like, you know, I, I don't mind this guy as an actor, but does he really got this kind of stuff? And man, I he I, I was so wrong because he's got all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And something that I was pretty happy to see in um I had to point out to Keith this morning, they brought back uh William Hurt's Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Uh, he he made an appearance later on in um Civil War, Civil I think. War. Is, yeah, we it took a while that. too. That one, that one was quite a a few years later. What, ten years or so later? Yeah, I swore there was additional appearance. Was that the the next one he was in? I I looked it up, and I that was the only one that, that was... I saw popped up. Oh, the only okay. other MCU movie I saw him in, honestly. Interesting. So, I could have swore there was more, but no, that makes sense. Yeah, I was just happy to see him come back. I I like William Hurt as an actor. I think he did a great job as thunderbolt ross and thunderbolt ross is a huge part of the mcu we were talking about how his his role in um the newer uh super soldier program and and everything going on like not just that but also him relentlessly hunting bruce banner wherever he goes yeah he's he's a pretty significant figure in this story um let's talk about the villains uh first tim roth I love Tim Roth in everything. Fucking so love Tim good. Roth, man. So good. He's great. Uh his playing Abomination is was top notch. Um he has that, that menacing sociopathic stare. Love it. Yeah. I love uh, it. It was when really good. Juicing him up. He he has like the perfect transformation uh as he's getting juiced up. I really love that. Um 
one thing I didn't like was uh, was like kind of the stringy muscles they added in the, the to him when they were giving him the super soldier serum. It looked really weird. The the um, Edward Norton Hulk also has those kind of stringy tight muscles that yeah. I, I get what they were trying to make it look like, but it didn't look right to me, and I didn't really like that. But otherwise, this was a much better looking Hulk than we had ever seen before, uh, and I did like him. Um, but he he's definitely not our best looking Hulk, and and again it is two thousand eight. They're they're going to adapt it anyway. So well, and uh, yeah, and it they were still evolving. Fair yeah, enough. but also like I compliment sandwich this a little bit. Um, something that I did like about their their uh, CGI was um, that scene where uh, Hulk grabs the abom- the the bones protruding off the abomination, yeah. like snapping the bones. It's like this Ugh. is this is a fight between gargantuanly strong dudes like i that's the kind of stuff i want to see happen hulk versus a bomb was great and that's where they did nail the cgi was a bomb also looked fucking nuts dude he was menacing Menacing. yeah 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 really good really good villain this is an underrated film for sure i think Um, so too like it gets a lot of flack like people talk shit about this movie a lot yeah i'm looking at ratings and it's got a 70% audience and a 67 uh, critic score. And, uh, you know, that's not too bad, but uh, I, I, I hear a lot of people talking shit about this movie, uh, looking back on it. And I look at, back on it in fondness, and I watched it recently, and I still like it. I, I like the story. I like, um, I, I like a lot of what they did with this film, but this is the one that I do got to talk about a little bit of continuity issues that I... I'm a little upset about is uh, Doctor what's Samuel his name Stern. Samuel Samuel Stern. Stern's the leader uh, Mr. Blue the leader that's his name yeah yeah um, I'm gonna I go. I was think, gonna touch on too yeah I couldn't think of his his villain name but the leader I really hope we get something with him because it was very heavily teased right there uh, when when a bomb breaks out of his lab and he's got some of the the blood on the the cut on his head and it starts swelling up and he gives that sinister smile like i would love to see the leader i think that'd be a really cool thing uh to to come out of this later on to to continue some of that i it would be it would be good to see that yeah for sure um there was a like marvel one shot that was like a you know that for a while they were doing these little like short films basically that they would put on the DVD and Blu-ray releases like as special okay. features yeah. um, that are Canon. And one of them actually had Mr. Blue uh, getting captured by Nick Fury. And I believe he was taken to the raft. Okay. Um, but it, it was short. It didn't have much of consequence other than the fact that in Canon, he is currently uh, on the raft incarcerated. Okay, well, maybe later on I'll I'll pay a little more attention. I think we take a trip to the raft at some point. Oh yeah. So uh, I don't think you ever points. see him in the movies, but no. no. But I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna. I, I I tend to do this anyway, but I'm gonna pay closer attention to the the cells as we're panning through them because there's yeah. a couple of times I remember being at the raft. So maybe I'll be able to spot some some leader action in the background. That would be we'll really have to cool. Take, yeah, I'm not sure if that ever happens or not, so that's definitely something to look for. Apparently, the leader is in um, the Marvel's Avengers game that oh, cool. uh, came out and flopped pretty hard recently. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't... I, is that game in any way connected with the MCU? Or, or are they, no, is they're that, disconnected. No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, completely disconnected. Completely. Yeah. 
Um, last thing uh, that I really that I just wanted to touch on was that you, the fight scene at the university was was really fucking awesome. It was great. Where they were trying um, to take everything that you know Ross was throwing everything he had at at Banner and just nothing was working. And, and it he, was just good. It was a really well choreographed you know, scene. Watching a a super soldier fight the Hulk was a lot of fun. A super soldier that was an actual fucking badass too. And that was that was a great scene. Um, I, I I really liked that. You know some uh, some of the things I didn't like about this Hulk and and David and I were tossing some things back and forth. And maybe it's because he is a young Hulk and a young banner was we don't get the split between banner and Hulk right now. There's there, it, it, it feels very much like he's just kind of a big uncontrollable banner um, at times, but maybe there is just that, that inner turmoil that he doesn't understand yet. So it's easily written off, but I, I do like how they bring in that Hulk and banner are very separate later on. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and that's something we didn't get to see in this one. Yeah, they didn't really expand on that, which I you know makes sense. There's a lot of these early movies that that just isn't there that right. should be. But I get it. You're still experimenting and and playing around with your characters and stuff. And uh, we just kind of lose Liv Tyler. She's yeah. Not, boop. See you later. Um. Yeah, that sucks. I love Liv Tyler. Yeah. Um. No more Arwen. <laughs> Lauren, my, my wife was like, oh, yeah, she's got that little, like, breathless voice in every movie she has. It's like, yeah, it works really well for an elf, and it's kind of off, <laughs> out of place here in the Hulk, but it's all right. <laughs> um, So let's move on to the next film to be released, Iron Man 2. Iron Man yeah. was such a success that they rushed Iron Man 2 into production before going with the next movies. Um, Not only that, but they resurrected Nick Nolte's desiccated ass to come be the villain for it. What? That wasn't Nick Nolte. Was it, was it, what's his name? What? That was Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Yeah. Okay, I just mix the names up. Uh, not Nick Nolte. I don't know why I said Because <laughs> Nick Nolte Rourke. was in the other Hulk. Because <laughs> Nick okay. Nolte was in Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh, yeah, he was. Shit. I forgot about that. It was bad. Yeah, it was, it was real bad. bad. Don't watch that movie. Not bad. ever. Pretend that You're one never right. happened. We're just gonna keep. Well, like, I forgot he was poop. in that, that Hulk. That is the poop, like forever poop. That no, I watched Hulk. I just uh, multi. No, I I did. I was. I had Mickey Rourke's face in my in my head. I just I derped on the names. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Iron Man Two is is a serviceable movie. I guess it's a movie. It's it, a movie. It, it's it's not it takes bad. the same character and carries them through a series of events that you kind of care about, but mostly don't. Yeah. Mickey wish... Rourke is forgettable. Uh, the best I... performance is Sam Rockwell. And yeah, Don I was going to say that. I wish we would have seen far more Sam Rockwell. He's he's such a great Justin Hammer. Justin I... Hammer's a fucking goon, and Sam Rockwell is a the best goon actor there is. Yeah. yeah. Uh. One thing to touch on here is we did have, we got uh Brody recast. This was the first recast to happen in the MCU. Um, it was originally uh shit. Who was it originally? I just I forget his name. his name. He was in empire. He's a great actor. It's really good. Where is it? Where is it? Terrence Howard. Ter- yeah. yeah. So Terrence Howard gets recast as uh Don Cheadle. Yes. There's some weird rumors around this too, that I don't know. I don't know if there's, if they were ever, uh, legitimized or if these are still rumors, but uh, supposedly Terrence Howard 
got Robert Downey Jr. the job. Like he was he was helping told the producers like this is your guy, this is who you want to play this. And then for Iron Man 2, there's rumors that Robert Downey Jr. said he didn't want to work with Terrence Howard anymore and he got booted because Oof. RDJ was such a perfect fit. So then they brought in Don Cheadle. Like and him, yeah. I don't know if that's legit, but I've I've heard those rumors a lot of times. So it it if they're true, that's kind of a dick move. For sure. Kind of. That's like a massive dick move. Um, but very important to the MCU because Don Cheadle took took that role and ran with it. And he is War Machine. He's he's Rhodey. He's he, he does Brody a now. great yeah. job. Yeah. Uh we had an Elon Musk cameo, unfortunately. Did I even I, I didn't even catch that. Where when? In Monaco at the race, the car race. Um, oh. and there he and like Tony and Pepper are walking around and like the rich people. I don't know, waiting lounge. room or lounge. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. And they're like, Oh look, it's Elon. And they walk up and Elon's like, Oh, Hey Pepper, congratulations on your promotion. And, like, oh, and then I, he I says something, Tony says have... something to Elon about how great his rockets are or some shit. And then that's it. I must have like blocked that from my memory. Every time I've watched this movie, I just watched this movie like two days ago and I don't remember that conversation <laughs> at all. Like, I'm rewatching the scene and it's like they're at the party and it um Black Widow's there, you know. Yeah. I, I know exactly knows like she's Black when, Widow. When yeah, that's we, happening, I just I can't even picture the conversation happening right now. It's very yeah. short. It's like 10 yeah. seconds long. Um but yeah, uh, we also get our first uh introduction of Black Widow. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. Watching her beat Justin the shit out of John Favreau was, was funny. He was, yeah. That's cool. Um, uh we got to mention Judge John Favreau again, by the way, just because he is happy Hogan, happy Hogan. He's a perfect happy Hogan. And he is, he's just the, the great director behind all of this is, uh, I, I love that he came on to these projects, uh, because he, he really made this happen and just got to give him a shout out. While Iron Man two is not the greatest flick out of this early phase. It also isn't the worst movie I've ever seen, and it it does add something to the the MCU. So yeah, I will also to... say it's not the worst in Phase One. It know? is not. I think we all have the same worst in Phase One. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I think do. it's coming up next, do. isn't it? It is coming up next, yeah. and yeah. that is Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thor is not good to watch. Man, and is... it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've watched it now a bunch of times because I never skip a movie when I do an MCU rewatch. I watch them all. I, I um, gotta, I gotta see them all, man. Yeah. Thor, Thor hits his stride, but not until so much later. And so it's, much. It's later. so unfortunate that it takes him so long to hit his stride because no, it, he falls even farther character. from here. Unfortunately, <laughs> he, true. Does, he does. It hurts so much. Like because this. <laughs> As bad as this movie is, it is still not even as bad as Thor gets. <laughs> that, I was that's like, sad. I was watching it and I was trying because I was taking notes like shit that pops into my head. I wanted to bring up while we were doing this episode. And right. I looked so hard to find fucking anything. I got two things that are really worth talking about. Three, maybe introduction yeah. to Loki. Fine. Okay. Loki. Cool. But even uh, Loki isn't like the good Loki that we no. get later on. He's he's no. kind of just a cheeseball Loki. That's yeah. that's he's just mean. He's just yeah, a mean Loki, and he's not he's not the the fun menacing god that he turns out to be. He's just mean. And yeah. I, I gotta question why Idris Elba is even in this movie. Like it, Heimdall plays a bigger part in the late in um 
he doesn't even play that big a part. What Idris Elba's just wasted as Heimdall in this movie for sure. They could have had him in any other role of the MCU, and it would have been great. And they just kind of stick him in the background as Heimdall. (laughs) Seriously, um. Hawkeye, first intro of Hawkeye. That's that was cool. That was he, again yeah. another one. He didn't really do anything. No, he was just it was just like, oh yeah, this guy's here. Yeah, like he exists. He had like a very small cameo oh, essentially. Look, he picked his bow up off the the armory uh-huh. wall. He's he's definitely got a bow, you guys. Hawkeye's got a bow. That must be Hawkeye. And then he doesn't ever like shoot <laughs> the bow. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Hopkins as the most boring Odin ever. Uh huh. Like, Fuck, Ugh. how do you make Odin boring? Uh, watch this movie, and I guess you figure it out. We do get intro to Jane Foster, who's going to be very important coming up in the next phase that we are getting into. Yep. Um, and also Darcy. And Darcy, who is becoming Ooh. a massive character. We just got some some extra stuff from her recently in the MCU. So I'll say it. She's in WandaVision. Yeah, and it, she was great. She was a yeah. great character. It was fantastic. Also um, have a huge crush on her actress, Kat Dennings. Yeah, she's a, she's amazing. Goodness, goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, um, but that's it. I don't have anything else to say about Thor. You guys, not really. It's it's not good. Um, but you know, in in this the spirit of watching through the series, I I've got to say you you can't really skip out on watching Thor. You got to get the intro. You got to watch it. it. Yeah, and you know, as I'm watching it, I will say this one more thing. Um. He he's totally redeems himself later on because yeah. they made a direction change, they made a writing change, they made a yes. character change that was phenomenal. Uh, the, exactly what he needed. But I kind of i i i rationalized it. I know that it wasn't planned out. I rationalized it in my head. This is like your Shakespearean, uh, like old school Asgardian Thor, who's just like kind of boring and everything. And as he gets more acclimated into the world to world travel and and getting to know humans and and learning more of modern the, culture the modern culture and sarcasm and humor his character evolves as well and i i i rationalize this this bad thor and bad characters as his growing pangs coming out of asgard he's still a young god at this point you know he's he's ward and stuff but this is the first time he's had to be Thor, the guy. Yeah. And um, I, I like watching him grow as bad as his movies are early on. I like watching him grow. For sure. I, for sure. I kind of want to, you mentioned the di- direction change. The director of this one is Kenneth Branagh. He's not like, this dude's got some chops. He's got a oh, lot sure. of accomplishments under it. I'm just like amazed that this movie turned out to be as as bad as it is honestly yeah and you know i think that has probably more an artifact of of being the first one and you know it, it's not like brana you know wrote the screenplay or anything he you know yeah, it's still kind of limited produced by kevin phage yeah, yeah 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 it's it, the names attached to it make me think this movie shouldn't be as bad as it is Fair enough. I feel like they yeah. tried to get too serious with it, just way overly way serious. too serious. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't enough relief from that. Y- yeah, there was some, but not enough. Man, like, that I was, was I, like by the time we get to Thor, the first three Iron Man, Iron Man two, and Hulk, um, they had a lot of levity. Yeah, like that was the 
the direction change from previous superhero movies. Like you don't get that in X-Men. Um, right. you know, it's adding that kind of, we're not a hundred percent serious all the time was, was a big help in making it so popular. And Thor just kind of went the opposite direction from that. Yeah. It felt almost heavy on, yeah. on the, the seriousness and it was, it, it was out of place. Like the scenes I, in New Mexico with Darcy and, and, uh, Selvig and Jane Foster were, you know, they added some, but it just wasn't cute, enough. but yeah, yeah, it just was, it, it didn't, it didn't work as well. Yeah. I saw some, uh, casting photos, uh, on Reddit not too long ago of Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth and God damn, they're so lucky they got this role. This transformed them into some very, very good looking and desirable men. They look goofy as <laughs> fuck when they were being cast for this. Tom Hiddleston looked like he had a fucking perm, man. He is, <laughs> he grew up so much. Oh man. So that's it. That's Thor. We're, we're done with Thor. Yeah. Let's fucking get up. Thor. Uh, we're going to go on to my favorite, uh, in the fa- in phase one, and that's captain America. Um, you know, I, we didn't really do a synopsis for any of these. That's okay. Just watch them and then you'll know what happens. Uh, Captain America, every fuck it. Captain America is the story of Steve Rogers, Captain America, who takes the super soldier serum we've been talking about and becomes Captain America in World War II and fights Red Skull, the Nazis, etc. Um, that was a good I like synopsis, how the big right? bad guy, yeah, great synopsis. Okay, I like cool. how the big bad guys like always come, come around to the Nazis, but Marvel gets clever with it that. You know the Nazis were were this entity, but Hydra—that's that's the real shit. They're the yeah. underground Nazis that we don't want to fuck with. Yeah, the and Nazis they, uh, were the cover for Hydra. Right, right. they were prominent throughout all of history, throughout all time. They are fucking shit up. Like, there's a lot of things like this in Marvel, like the Hand and stuff like that. But Hydra is one of the big baddies, and they're always around, and they're always doing some shit. Um, yeah, so, oh shit. So that was the first, uh, introduction of Hydra that we see. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Uh, Hydra comes up a lot in the following phase. So I liked that, that we got a nice intro to it before they became the, the phase two big bad. Um, it, it also struck me is like, I couldn't tell if this was a superhero movie or a war movie. Like it was, it blended those two genres perfectly. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good that way. There was that, I don't know, I felt like kind of a cheesy war montage, but it it, <laughs> it fit with the, the timiness of it as well. Like, we're going through World War II, and they had, like, the captions and stuff. It it worked. The they news made it reels, work. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, that, that whole montage of the Howling Commandos I thought was really cool. Like, it was a little cheesy, but it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, wa- watching... Uh, all the, I'm, I don't, I don't want to call them familiar faces, but like, Dum Dum is it Dum Dum Dugan with the the big red mustache? Yeah, that's the, a pretty the iconic mustache. Hat. Yeah, right? and when he pops yeah. up, it's like, holy shit! It's the <laughs> yeah, the Howling Command. I was just, I was stoked to see the Howling Commandos. I would very much like to see more stories of Cap's exploits during World War II fighting yeah. alongside the original Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos and yeah. all like, of that. I don't even care how they do it, but like animate it 
and keep yeah. it M- canon MCU. That would be fucking great. We Absolutely. Make a what if con- cartoon coming up where they're gonna do a bunch of stuff. We might see something like that. I'm really excited make a for that howling, what if coming up. Make a howling commando show in the in the in the flavor of uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, and yeah. you know have Cap come in every once in a while because the Howling Commandos operated without Captain. Yeah. He he went off and did his own thing. Like he formed the team and like he was the leader in a way, but yeah. Yeah, no, I would very much like to see more of that. And and I want to this is probably my favorite movie from this first phase. I know Iron Man Agreed. is 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 up there, but like Captain America, there's something about the character of Cap that that I am just in love with. I think that he is America sort of uh, he he's supposed to embody this America that's supposed to be, and we yeah. often fucking fall short of this amazing example of what Cap sets up there, and that is such an integral part of his character. You know, struggling uh, with these decisions that you know the the what America wants him to do and what he thinks America should be doing as. He's he's a fantastic character. Chris Evans is an amazing actor to play him. I love this movie. Another Agreed. fantastic lineup of actors. Not like any of these are bad. You know, Thor was good. They just, I don't feel like they were utilized right early on. They were definitely came into their own later. But you got Chris, Chris Evans. You got Sebastian Stan, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, uh, Stanley Tucci in there at the beginning. Like we we have some really amazing actors in this. Tommy Lee Jones was was that great grumpy colonel. Yeah, he he plays that role very well. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Johann Schmidt and Red Skull is just I don't think you get a better villain than that. Why is Hugo um, Weaving so good at playing villains? He's so fucking he's so good, good at playing though. everything that he plays. Man, he's he's such a he's a stellar actor. And yeah. and I want to postulate something. If Gunny was still alive, do you think that he would have been in this movie in place of Tommy Lee? That's a good question. It's entirely possible. It is. It is possible. And I, I, it, and I could see it working. Yeah. The the one thing I didn't really it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way about this one was the portrayal of Howard Stark. You know, so many other portrayals we get are the hard businessman first and scientist second and this Howard Stark is kind of a weird little snake oil salesman. Um, oh, I disagree. Uh, like, I don't know. I've, I felt like he was a little too sleazeball-y for, for a Howard Stark, and he, was, he wasn't as hard-bodied as I, I would have expected him to be. He reminded me of what Tony would have been, or Tony was before he became Iron Man, and I think that's probably the parallel they were trying to draw. I get, I get young Howard Stark and yeah. young Tony Stark were similar people. You yeah. know, he's he's flirtatious with Peggy, but he's all he but he's also fucking brilliant and he knows he's brilliant and he acts like it. You know, it's that very much Tony Stark character. Yeah, I, I get that for sure. And maybe it's just because the Howard we were introduced to in the old videos and stuff was that very stern, hard Howard Stark. Right. Um, and, and, and it's just start, interesting that, to see that that evolution of his character for someone who's dead yeah. you know, in the movies. Right. And I mean, Tony Stark is the embodiment of daddy issues. Like he's got problems. Um, so 
Yeah, uh, and and this comes up again later, like with uh, very much later. We'll we'll talk about how this Howard Stark and and Tony Stark again for sure. But it, it's in this film, it, he just kind of didn't give me the right vibe. But yeah, that was me personally. Other than that, like I I love this movie too. One of the best out of the whole franchise. Um, you know, we have six movies in this first phase, and they just hit the nail so hard on the head with a couple of them. And and kind of grazed it with with the other couple for sure. Uh, I did. Last thing I had was uh, I really liked the CGI for Tiny Steve Rogers before he gets the Super Soldier Serum. You know, the, yeah. the, this was kind of like <laughs> our first introduction yeah. to a deep fake type technology, and it it worked. It they, they did it pretty well. It was just kind of weird. Like his jawline was really weird. That's right. that's where it kind of looked awkward. But other than that, I I thought that part of the movie they really did a great job. And yeah, they didn't definitely. try and like and like they didn't like focus on it too much, so it wasn't like they they it, they played it really well. Yeah, like we would we see him a lot in the in these sort of darker scenes. The, that whole part of the movie is just darker like he's in that alleyway he's at the the world's fair and it's dark out and there's lots of shifting light and shadow so it covers up the bad cgi a little bit it's, they 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 pulled it off really well they did especially about for being... a little bit of that one last thing as well uh the color palette of this movie was great i think oh, yeah. that helped at like what you were saying earlier um spence about this being a war movie the color palette definitely helped that out where it felt forties. It felt world war two. You had those army greens and tans and Browns and they did a great job. And then you had the stars and stripes with, with captain America and it, yeah. and but, even and, the stars and stripes oh, were kind of that, that muted. muted gray. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, like washed out teal of the, of the super salt, the serum machine. Yeah. And it gets in. Yeah. It, um, they they really nailed the the feeling of this movie, uh, especially in comparison to almost every other film in the MCU. Where I mean, you got stuff like Ant Man and and uh, Doctor Strange, which are blowing the color palette out of the fucking universe. Right. Yeah. And this one, this one, they just they honed in on what they needed, and they were perfect with it. For sure. Well, let's move on to the final movie in Phase One, the culmination of. Four years, basically, of of superhero work in Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, we finally get to team up. Everybody gets together. It's a big old party. Um, I was worried before I saw this that it would be that there would be an issue with you know the each superhero not getting enough screen time. Um, but overall, I think they really melded it well. Uh, I, I didn't have they, any issue with it. I think they did a great job, and I remember feeling that same exact way, especially because we had things like Spider-Man three before this, that where they just kind of shat everything out into this movie. And I, you know, at, along the same lines, we've seen justice league and stuff come out since then, where they did a very similar thing where some people got too much, some people didn't get enough and they just kind of shit a story out that hopefully made sense. And this did not feel like that at all. It had flow. It had, a vibe it had continuity you got enough time with the non-hero side of every character and the hero side of every character i don't know how they balanced it so well but this is this is what i feel like made the 
the scale of the MCU possible is them nailing this film right here allowed them to be able to do things like uh, Age of Ultron and Endgame and just bring everybody in um, and and give me faith that they could do that. And it's such a significant event in the story of this world. The Battle of New York is referenced dozens of times in the movies going yeah. forward. It it is the 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 reason that Shield exists after this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not saying Shield was around before this, but they'd like dedicate all of their focus to preventing another one of these events again after this. It. It is the formulation, the the catalyst for the formulation of uh, a few different um, events later on. I mean, it was sure. transformative to these people and these characters as well. Yeah, this I mean, this is, is a- something that takes Tony Stark and makes him a different person, a completely, completely different, completely. Person. Yeah, um, you know, we we start a massive transformation in the world and in these characters um with this with this single catalyst and it it blossoms so beautifully into a much much larger story that branches out everywhere you know we go across the cosmos with this story that and bring it all together and it's it's remarkable how how well they were able to to kick it off the avengers um is a beautiful flick it's almost hard to to rate it up against these other movies because how how does it how do you even compare um this level of story and action all crammed into one movie yeah definitely <clears throat> this is absolutely the cherry on top of phase one it is yeah. the perfect way to to finish up that this first block of movies it's it's a thrill ride man this is one of those times that like you're getting chills sitting there in the theaters and it's like oh my god not just about what you're seeing but about knowing what's to come, catching some of those Easter eggs, knowing that there's still more Avengers to assemble, that there's still more bigger bad guys out there. Um, it's, you know, and the, they're, they're teasing and hinting at like the, the powers behind what Loki is bringing. And we're seeing what Loki's bringing. And it's like, Oh fuck, there's this, this is bigger than that. Yeah. And the, the choreography and the cinematography are spot on. Some of the stills from this movie, I, I still see going viral all the time, you know, when, yeah. Um, and everything. yeah, the that uh, that scene where um, Cap's telling Banner, you, you know, you might want to get mad. And he's like, that's my secret. I'm always mad as he's yeah, uh, walking up the, the freeway there. Right. <laughs> After he wheels I, up on that beat up motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just such a. The whole movie is iconic. Just looking at the the poster here on Wikipedia, like yeah. it's it's, cool it's fantastic. It's um, beautifully we gotta, made. We got to talk about Ruffalo's. That was where uh, I was going to go next. Yeah, the, the recast of of Bruce Banner by as Mark Ruffalo. Because I was so ready to hate him and and his Banner and his Hulk, and from scene one of him playing this. When we get him with Natasha Black Widow in the, in that room together, finally, and their little conversation, uh, from then on, it was just like, yep, this guy's got it. He nailed his role as Bruce Banner, kind of 
kind of confident in himself, but also smart enough to know that you can't ever be confident with the other guy lurking inside of you. Yeah. And I just love how he played it. It was beautiful. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was specifically, uh, you know, we were talking about giving everybody screen time and whatever. Uh, the fight scene between Tony, between Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, where just after they'd captured Loki in Germany. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really loved that scene. I was watching it again. It really struck me how the entire point of that was to show just how equal all three of them were. Right. They are mm -hmm. all on a even playing field. These are your semi-leaders of this this group that we're putting together because they... They have the know and they have the power to do it. Thor yeah. shocks Tony Stark with that, the lightning and really just charges him up. Yeah. Jarvis is like, shoot, now at 400%. 400%. Power. <laughs> He's like, well, would you look, oh, at, you that? look at that? <laughs> and he gives him um, the full fucking chest blast from the arc and he still just wears it. God, Thor's a beast. Like, they're all so beast mode and they can't put Hulk in, in this fight because Hulk wins. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, you know, Hulk would beat the shit out of all three of them at once. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love that scene as well. Did you guys ever play the video games? Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on them now. There, there's one for the Switch. Ultimate fuck. Alliance. Ultimate yeah, Alliance. Yeah. yeah, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. What I love hey. about like scenes like this and and the later fight scene in this one it, is they're comboing off of each other, and it reminds me of Ultimate Alliance. It's like, hey. When I put this team together, they use that combo. Like I can, I can send a blast, a, a chest blast into the shield, which ricochets off, and I can throw, I can hammer down on the shield to make a a, a wave. Like they're using combos from comics, from video games. I love seeing yeah. this shit in action. It is so fucking cool to watch. You yeah. talking about that just makes me want to see. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk throw Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in a Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> it's fucking so man, bad. I real I want that now. Well, we're gonna get that eventually, man. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I just I want now that Disney has X-Men back. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I just want more. Like I always want more. I, I always feel like, oh man, we're getting washed out of Marvel. And then they tease the next movie and it's like, oh, oh god, I'm just super in. Yep. More. <laughs> I'm into it. I really want it. Yeah, I'm super stoked for Black Widow in a couple of months. Yeah, we're gonna have to all go see it. Yeah. Lauren's Lauren's been telling me she wants to go real bad. Nice. Uh the last thing I want to touch on with this is uh the multiple end credit scene or after after credits, I don't know. Mid mid credit and after credit scenes. Right. Um, I really I can't remember which was which now that I'm thinking about it, but I really liked the uh the little jokey one where they're all just sitting down at a shawarma restaurant and eating. That was the, the final one. That was end. That was end the credits. end one. Okay, that was because, the, the final one. Yeah, they're like still fighting, and uh Tony Stark's like there's the shawarma place that I saw down on, on eighth or whatever. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I want it. I want to go get shawarma. So <laughs> we got to do this. And he's like, Oh, we still got to do this. He's like, okay, but then shawarma, we are getting shawarma. And then they actually show the scene. And it's just completely silent other than the just chewing on their shawarma. Well, I mean, so and I good, think it, man. like, what are you, what are you supposed to, that's exactly how I would be after right? a giant fucking throwdown knockout battle. Like, let's just go eat some world ending yeah. food and yeah. don't fucking talk to me. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, tired. Give me a beer and a slab sore. of that. 
spinning cone of meat in a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was such a good scene. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, uh, the introduction of Thanos as the ultimate big bad in the universe. Before we had Josh Brolin to model him. Yep. A yeah. very strange looking yeah. Thanos. It's an odd looking dude. Um, he definitely developed way better into the Balchinian that we, we later got. But uh, it it was good to see this little bit of a tease for sure because, like I said, this was the massive setup to knowing there's a lot more of this to come. Um, yeah, shitload more is going on here. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. I'm gonna wrap up then, right? Like the yeah, Avengers. I think so. It was this was a a great rewatch. I really enjoyed my time going back through these. I think phase two is considerably longer too. We might have to split that one up. I mean, we talked for a while just on six movies. Well, phase two is also six movies. Is it? Okay. Uh, Phase three is like nine or 10. Yeah, I thought so. I I knew one of them was pretty long. 11. Phase three is 11. We'll have to split that one one up. Yeah. Um, But I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to just talking about each phase with you guys. Um, Yeah, me too. That was, this was a blast. my final ranking, I have Captain America at number one, uh, Avengers at number two, Iron Man at number three, Hulk at number four, Iron Man two at number five, and Thor at number six. Uh, so Captain America was my favorite of the rewatch this time. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on it. M- mostly on that. I think I might move uh, Iron Man up to my second favorite just because okay. it's such a great launching off point. And I, that movie really is good. But for the most part, uh, I agree with Captain America in first and Thor in last. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a, if you switch Iron Man and Captain America, and like I said, it's really hard to rank the Avengers with these other five movies. Yeah. If I could, if I could take the Avengers out, Iron Man and Captain America could be exchanged for first. Um, and you know hulk and iron man 2 uh, no hulk is definitely better than iron man 2 like it for yeah. me it w- it goes iron man captain america hulk iron man 2 thor yep. but captain america is such a good movie that it, it you could convince me that that's my favorite on some days and some days it's going to be iron some man days you switch sure. it up i get that um, <laughs> and and the avengers is somewhere at the top of that list i can't really tell you where because <clears throat> I don't know. It's such a different movie compared to these other ones too. So yeah, it's hard to rate with them. Well, uh, why don't we wrap it up? We've been hitting, we're just about to hit an hour here. So I think it's about time to end. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed our, our little break. Um, we're going to call these franchise breakdowns from now on. Uh, I wonder if I can go back and rename the star Wars one. We'll see. Just riffing that off the top of your head. Look at you fucking professional. That's how we do it. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Check out a weekend watch at all the places that you can find us like Facebook and Twitter, and also come to our discord where you can talk to us about, uh, the MCU. Uh, do you love it? Do you hate it? I don't know. I want to know. Uh, we have a website, three guys, one up.com. That's for our entire podcast network where you can also find a link to our Patreon. You click that Patreon button. Uh, and you give us $5 a month and we keep talking about the MCU. So that's fun. Uh, that's it. That's all the things we need to plug. I think got those, got the plugs. The plugs are done. Uh, so that's it. We're wrapping up. Thank you everyone. Once again, for listening, we will see you next week for a special Memorial day episode. Uh, and good night.